As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldred Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. Coming to you live from my closet here in New York City. I'm very excited to be sitting in this wonderful, uh, this wonderful location. Uh, I'm trying not to brag. Uh, my closet is big enough to where I could rent it out and uh, charge probably a thousand dollars. That's very cocky. Uh, that's arbitrary. That's an arbitrary number. But I know that there are people that would pay me $1,000 to live here in New York in my closet. All right, I'm going to just re-record the beginning of that podcast because that came out completely wrong. What, I'm tr- what I meant to say is I think I'm going to sleep in my, pot- in my closet tonight because my girlfriend has pretty much taken control of my bed. And I think that I'm trying to make myself feel better because I'm not allowed in my bedroom. I'm not even allowed in my house anymore. And I think that I'm going to need to move into this closet here. So I'm trying to look at the bright side. Uh, My girlfriend today, she called me to let me know she was coming home from work. She asked me what I'm up to. I said I might go do comedy. She got so excited. She's like, yes, go do comedy. It's funny. Uh, how things change as the relationship progresses. She was very excited by the idea of me not being present. Very good stuff. Way to open up the podcast, huh? Uh, So I I say that somewhat endearing, somewhat true, and somewhat... uh, Well, the story is true. It's not somewhat true. It is true. But I think she's just pulling my leg a little bit. You know what's nice is I did go do the the comedy open mic tonight just for the rep for the practice you know it's like basically as I was going to the open mic I was like this is like going to football practice not every day was it fun to force yourself you know we all do it for the big games right but I remember thinking to myself practice pays off you know that hard work the grind everyone sees the shine but they don't see the grind so you know tonight I reminded myself of that anyway I came home and it was nice to come home to just a naked creature in my bed, you know, I, I come home, it's dark, it's not even late, actually it was like 7 p.m., so it wasn't even that dark, I don't know why, it was kind of like after dusk, and uh, I just find my little creature there, laying in bed, naked, sleeping, getting all my, getting my sheets dirty, you know, uh, but it was nice, I thought to myself, it's nice to have a uh, a little something like that to come home to. Uh, there was some studies about life and life expectancy and all these things, and apparently you live longer if you're not alone. I don't know. I don't know. I, you know what? I'm just spouting up. I don't remember the facts of that article, and I apologize for just saying that. I think it's quality of companionship that leads to longer life. Um, some people are happy alone, and I think that if you're with the wrong person... you might not live as long as if, you know, I think that if you're with the right partner for you, 
it can lead to a happier, longer life, quality of life too, perhaps. But if you're with the wrong partner, it might do the opposite. So I don't think you should just get in a relationship for the sake of it um, or to save. Uh, I, yeah, that, that, that's the end of that thought. Um, nevertheless, so I'm wearing my little BB-8 hat here. I'm streaming this live on YouTube. It's been fun. It's been fun doing this little YouTube stream. I recently started streaming. I, I recorded the last episode on YouTube Live from my Droid Stories account. I think it's LOL space Droid with a Y space Stories. And uh, I'm kind of getting addicted to this whole YouTube Live thing. Uh, thank you guys who have tuned into the last episode or episodes. Last, last one was a lot longer than today is going to be because it had been a while since I released a podcast load into the universe. And right now, I haven't really had much time to build up another one, so it'll be a smaller podcast load, you know? And that's... I'm going to try to be more regular. I, I, last week I came out with one for the first time in like three months, and it was on a Tuesday. It was supposed to be on a Monday, but forgive me, it was a holiday... And then this week, back to a normal week, I'm, I guess, releasing the actual iTunes and Spotify eardrum podcast, you know, the, the audio version of it uh, tomorrow morning, which will be Tuesday morning. Uh, tomorrow will be June 4th. Tonight is June 3rd. And uh, I'll try to get back on a schedule where I'll, I'll release some Monday mornings for you. Ideal, like, like 7.31 a.m., Eastern time. Got to do the 31 because of the dirty one, right? Michael Oldroid, 31 in college, a.k.a. number three in high school, a.k.a. the droid, a.k.a. Look at that little BB-8 hat I'm wearing. <laughs> That's my droid impression. That's my impression of myself, right? But nevertheless, uh, glad to be in the saddle. Glad to be in the saddle, and by that I mean my desk chair in my closet, right? You guys ride horses? Hey, how about a horse ride, huh? Hey, horses are fun, you know? Horses are fun. Uh, yeah, you know? Hey guys, did you know white horses are symbolic? White horses are symbolic of good. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> That's a random fun fact for you. Uh, horses are cool. My grandpa... Uh, was a true cowboy. He was a surgeon uh, in Utah, had a bunch of land and uh, animals and, and horses. I'll have, to ask, I'll have to ask my dad if he had any white horses, but he did have a, uh, a lot of horses, and, uh, you know, it was always fun hearing those stories growing up, uh, talking to my dad. And speaking of my dad, I gave him a promo last week. I'm going to do it again. Check out his CD called The Journey. Uh, him and Tom Byrne put this together. It's a lot of it's it's very soothing music. You can find it on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, I'm not blasting this for any other reason than I I truly do think that it's a it's a positive thing for you you guys to have in your eardrums. You can find it for free. My dad doesn't get anything out of this. Uh, you know, if you listen to it for free, other than just the fact that. 
you're able to enjoy the art. Much like my podcast. I mean, I, I don't make money off this podcast, uh, at least right now. Maybe if I get a more... Uh, couple more downloads I might start getting advertising money but I'm not doing it for that reason uh, I'm, I'm doing it because I like putting it out there you know I like uh, expressing my my voice and just radiating how I feel to the universe and uh, it feels good I feel comfortable I feel like I've gotten just I've kind of found my own niche <laughs> yeah I found my niche zero people listen it's great though because I found my niche no I um I'm happy, you know, I, I feel good, guys, to be honest, and I hope you're doing well, too. Hope you're having a good week. Hopefully you're back in the rhythm now that the holiday week is over. It takes a little bit of time to to adjust sometimes, right? It, it doesn't, sometimes it's hard to, like, get back in the rhythm. Like, you have that three-day weekend, and then Tuesday you feel sluggish, Wednesday you feel sluggish, Thursday, whatever, and hopefully you guys are back to, to normal now. Uh, I have said pretty much nothing throughout this entire podcast so far, aside from the fact that my dad uh, is a great musician and you should listen to his music. I think uh, aside from that, I've pretty much just been speaking nonsense, and it's fun. Is it weird that I'm having fun speaking about nonsense to myself, by myself inside of a closet? That's when you know you're either... Self-actualized or crazy. And I don't think I'm crazy. I feel good. People listen to this. Uh, we have a good time. I'm almost at 10,000 downloads, which is really exciting. We've got, you know, I mentioned it last week, but listeners from all over the world. And uh, pretty good rating on iTunes, considering the fact that I rated myself from eight different anonymous accounts. No, I did not do that, but... For, for the people that have rated this podcast, I do appreciate that. That's awesome. I love the comments and interactions. You know, I'm on uh, all social media, so if you ever want to freaking snipe the fecal is what I call it, a.k.a. shoot the shit. It's a word I came up with, a little phrase I came up with, snipe the fecal. Uh, if you guys want to get a little dialogue going, hit a brother up. Uh, so speaking of social media, are you guys on TikTok? Have you guys ever have you guys heard of the the cool young trending app now called TikTok, bro? TikTok, TikTok. Are you on TikTok? That that didn't rhyme, but I don't care. TikTok, baby. Tick freaking talk. That's the name of the app. It's T I K T O K, one word. I just got on TikTok today. I'm pretty excited. I heard about it yesterday when I was getting ready to perform at a show at UCB. TikTok is basically the new Vine. So you know how Instagram, I guess, bought Vine. I don't even know if that's true. But Vine went away about a year ago. I don't know exactly what date, but Vine went away. I know that much. It was like a six-second video app. Uh, and then Instagram came along, and you can make longer videos, blah, blah, blah. And... Nobody's really heard about six-second stuff in a while. TikTok is basically like Vine. I don't know all the details. I got on it. I'm getting a lot of views. And I think it's kind of like the the younger generation trending thing, right? Who knows if it'll take off, but there's like acronyms, FYP. Somebody wrote FYP on my page, and I thought he was like, 
making fun of me. And I'm looking at it right now. That's what the background noise is. FYP, I think, is a compliment. It means for your page. So, yeah. Uh, I thought I had my first hater, and it was actually my first lover. And I'm getting getting views. So, yeah, get on TikTok, baby. Follow me on TikTok, the droid. <laughs> Social media is so interesting. You know, we live in a time where people will do anything for views and likes and... You know what? Don't, don't, don't step outside yourself, guys. Never overextend in, in any way. Don't ever overextend for someone you're attracted to. Don't do it for social media. Don't do it for fame. I, I'm all about lunging and pressing forward and trying to become the best you can be. But don't overextend. Do you know the difference? When I say overextend, what I mean is don't try so hard that you're not being yourself anymore. Like, try as hard as you can while being yourself. You know what I mean? Uh, don't lose your soul in the effort to, like, get <laughs> new Instagram followers. I was looking at some of these videos on TikTok, and people, they are trying very hard. They are trying very hard. And it's 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 actually a little bit hilarious to watch just, just the amount of effort people are putting into their TikTok accounts. Uh, I don't know. It, to me, that's a little... I don't think that's cool. You know what I mean? I, I, I think it's cool to just make your effort within yourself. I, I don't know if I'm speaking too general. Um, let, me, let me put it this way. If you're trying to court a girl and you don't just have normal interaction with her and you don't just... Like, walk up to her and say, hey, how's it going? My name is so-and-so. How's your day? You know? I think that that's, that's all you have to do. You're trying, but you're not, like, not being yourself or overextending. If you just see a girl that you like and you start, like, miming for her and you, like, have face paint on, you, like, memorized where she's going to be that day and you, like, have this elaborate mime act out, like, I don't know if that's, like, going to be attractive. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what people are doing on TikTok and Instagram. The whole Tide Pod challenge is like a good example of people trying too hard to get followers. Uh, I mean, I think it's human nature to, to care about likes a bit. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I care about likes, sometimes I don't. What am I saying? You know what I mean? I... There's been times where I check my likes, you know, but I'm feeling I'm feeling more just comfortable. Like right now I'm I'm just I'm happy with how things are going in my life, so I don't care as much about Instagram likes. <laughs> Does that make sense? Do you guys are you guys picking up what I'm freaking putting down? I'm feeling I'm feeling loose. I, I'm not on drugs and I just feel good. Isn't that cool? I'm high on life, man. I'm high on this kombucha. Uh, probiotic drink California grape alright do you guys think kombucha is paying me I should pretend that kombucha is a sponsor just so I look cool so that it seems like I have sponsors you know what I mean guys kombucha thank you so much for the you know the sponsorship here I gotta give it a, a shout out uh, guys it contains 10% juice uh <laughs> That's not really a good thing, I guess. I'm just reading random facts on the bottle here. All right. 
Yeah, that was the worst promo ever. 10% juice, guys. That's great. Let's, let's, let's drink some more. Has a little bit of caffeine, apparently, so that you stay up when you should be going to bed. Uh, right now, it's past midnight. I should not be drinking a kombucha. All right. Well, let's move on, right? Get on TikTok. Follow me. Let's move on. Uh, don't don't overextend and eat Tide Pods. It's trying too hard. Don't don't mime in front of don't mime for a chick if you're trying to court her. So what's going on in the world this week, guys? The St. Louis Blues just played the Boston Bruins for Game Four, right? So right now it's tied two to two. St. Louis won. Boy, I'll say I was a little nervous for the Blues after last last game. The Bruins absolutely whooped them. They really took it to them in Game 3, and it did not look pretty at all. So, you know, I have friends who were actually at the Blues game, at that game, you know, and I, was, I, I feel for them. I felt for them because, like, I know those tickets weren't cheap, assuming that they paid for them. I don't know. Everyone's got hookups from time to time. I, everyone has hookups? What am I talking about? Some people get hookups from time to time. And maybe they didn't really care. They were just there to be cool and maybe get some more followers on their Instagram account so that they could like look like a Blues fan since it's trending right now. <laughs> but I know there are plenty of people out there that are diehard Blues fans and they would do anything for those tickets. Uh, Tyler Schaefering, I'm going to give him a shout-out. Uh, I think I mentioned him last week, just had his daughter on the day that the Blues found out that they're going, on the day that they earned the opportunity to go to the Stanley Cup. Super hardcore Blues fan. That's It's people like Tyler that are causing me to root. I can't be some sunshine patriot and all of a sudden just claim to be a Blues fan, even though I'm from St. Louis. Like, I'm happy. I want to see them win, but, yo, I'm not, like, I'm not going to come out of the, I'm not one of these, like, chicks that come out of the woodwork when a dude gets in a relationship and all of a sudden she's interested just for her own, like, pride. No, I'm not, I'm not one of those whack-a-mole chicks where, you don't get the analogy. I'm not even going to try to explain it. But I'm not one of those people that just comes out of the woodwork, right? I, I appreciate it. I want to see it for the city. I want to see them win for the city and people like Tyler Schaefering. Uh, but as far as my personal attachment goes, you know, yeah. I mean, I grew up actually in, in the Bay Area, so really the Sharks were my team growing up. Uh, but I don't have any attachment to the Sharks uh, either, um, so... Hey, hey! I didn't know sharks could survive outside of water and just like on top of ice. Since when? Since when could these sharks survive on ice? You know, not in inside the water. You know, the gills. I didn't know the gills work with oxygen. All right, let's move on. Uh, yeah, apparently they don't. That's why the blues beat them. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we were talking about social media. Here's a funny one. The whole online data. We live in such a digital age. Bumble was I don't I think there's like new dating apps now. I'm not on them uh you know cuz I'm in a relationship. I think that's how you is is that how it's pronounced R E L A T I O N S H I P relationship. Uh and so Bumble was one of the the kind of cool ones that was that had emerged as I was late and a seasoned veteran of the online dating world here in Old York City. And Bumble is evolving, right? Bumble now has Bumble BFF, which is where, <laughs> when I tried, when I got off Bumble, they asked me if I wanted to join something called Bumble BFF, which is a online swiping system to find friends, right? BFF means best friend forever. 
And uh, what a weird concept because any online dating that I ever done, I'm used to swiping right for yes and left for no to chicks, right? You get on Bumble BFF and all of a sudden it's just dudes on there and it feels weird swiping, swiping right for a dude even though you know it's like a platonic deal. Uh, it, it does feel weird. And then if you're swiping right for a friend, it's like, you know, am, am I supposed to like look at these dudes' profiles and decide whether or not I want to be friends with them based on their profiles? Like, I feel like I'm being superficial. Like, I feel like a friend should not be based on like any, it should not be based on anything. <laughs> How do I say this? Like, a friend should be someone that, like, if you're going to be friends with someone, it should have, it should be nothing to do with, like, w like, what their profession is, uh, anything. Like, it's not like dating where, you know, you want to see someone, you want to date someone that you're attracted to, somebody that might be, a, like, a good life partner. Like, when I was looking at the, the Bumble BFF thing, I felt bad swiping left to anybody. Does that make sense? Like, I felt kind of, like, guilty being like, yeah, I don't want to swipe right to this fool. You know what I mean? So I, I swiped right to every guy on Bumble BFF, and I got a couple of matches. I got uh, a handful of matches or whatever, and one dude and I started... <laughs> we had this conversation. This dude was such a creep. I don't know if that's... Creep may not be the right word, just, like, desperate for friends. You know, I, I was on there kind of like... I felt like... For once, I felt like I knew what it was like to be a chick. You know how some girls, like, get online because their friends tell them about it, like, yo, you got to get online, but they have no real real interest in it? That's how I felt when I was on Bumble BFF, and I felt like this dude that I matched with was on there because he truly, like, really wanted to meet a friend on there. I'm not making fun of him, by the way. I think when I say that, I... I Everyone needs friends. It's hard to make friends in New York City, especially if you're not from here. Um, and and I'll, I'll admit that. Like, I have a ton of friends from, you know, from back home and college and stuff. In New York, I've been able to, I've been fortunate enough to make some friends, but it's definitely not an easy place because it's so transient and you don't see this. I think to make a true, like, it's got to happen naturally, right? You can't, like, force a connection or force a friendship. It's easier to force a connection than it is to force a friendship. A friendship has to happen naturally. It's like a relationship, really, where you you see each other over, like, a certain number of times outside of your, like, natural efforts. And then eventually, like, it happens so many times, we're like, yo, like, wow, this this feels... You, you talk, you, you slowly build up. You don't have to try, right? It felt like this dude was trying really hard to be friends with me. And he kept, like, if I didn't answer him right away, he kept following up with me and, like, kind of making me feel guilty if I didn't respond, you know? And I was like, yo, this is weird, man. Like, <laughs> I don't have any desire to meet up with this dude for coffee and, like, <laughs> build a friendship, you know? Like... I don't know. Maybe maybe I was, maybe I was on it for the wrong reasons. Maybe I, I shouldn't be on that app. Well, I'm not really on it anymore. I don't spend any time swiping. I pretty much stopped uh, my curiosity of Bumble BFF after that and got on Bumble Biz. Bumble Biz is, have you guys heard of this one? 
uh, it's the newest one on Bumble, where you can join Bumble Biz for making network connections and business connections, and that has guys and girls on it, and that to me feels almost like when when I come across a girl's profile, it feels like I'm back on an online dating app. And they've made it so that only the girls, even on Bumblebiz, only the girl can reach out to the guy first to break the ice or whatever. So I find that weird because if it's really just a business connection, why does the girl, it should be a two-way street. I don't know. Weird stuff. I did connect with a few. I I met, I, I, I had a couple of connections that I met on Bumblebiz. One of them in the world of comedy that I, I haven't, he has like a show. I might, might go check out this comedy show thing. Uh, we had a good connection there. Seemed like a cool dude. You know, he, he seemed like he he talked to me the way a guy talks to a girl when it's like a non-creepy type of talk. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's like that perfect blend of like not trying too hard but still being friendly and lighthearted. So I was like, yeah, maybe I could maybe I could be friends with this human being and maybe have like a comedy a comedy connection. We might be able to help each other out in the comedy world. But I did have one I had one conversation from Bumble Biz so far on the phone, right? This this one dude uh seemed all about like trying to just grab grab a call with me, you know, get on the phone and I realized as I did, I was like, okay, cool. You know, he, he works in entertainment too. So I'm down to like, you know, make some entertainment connections and see what could happen. Right. For similar minus filmmaker, all this stuff. Right. So this dude, this dude and I are talking on the phone. I quickly realized based on my profile, I guess he thinks that I have money because I said I worked for a startup that became successful. Little does he know, right. That I, <laughs> that I'm not a millionaire, but I think, based on what I've done in the startup, you know, one might look at that and, and infer that it's possible that I, I could be a millionaire from it, right? Um, you know, the deal that you construct going into, uh, you know, a, uh, something like that is what, you know, dictates, you, you know, your, your, your financial uh, success in the long run. So, uh, nevertheless, uh, I, I realized he was like looking for funding for his project. So I felt kind of, I felt misled, you know, this dude was just trying to have a sales call with me to get me to basically fund as much of his movie that he's trying to make as possible. And then, you know, he sent me a, like a deck, you know, like, like a, like an actual like PowerPoint presentation on, on this entire uh, deal and, and offered to, you know, give me a finder's fee if I found somebody else that wants to invest. So I guess, hey guys, if anybody wants to invest, hit me up. I'll give you this guy's name and, and I get a finder's fee for it. So that's cool. You don't have to worry about the finder's fee. I get it from him. So yeah, that's, that's, that's as far as I'm taking that is I'll, I'll give it a mention on my podcast. If anybody wants to be a part of something where you're helping making a, a film, I guess it's a feature film uh, according to him, then, uh, if you want more information, hit me up and we can make something happen. I, I can send you the, the PowerPoint presentation that he sent me. All right. So, you know, I'm having fun just sitting back, kind of talking about a couple of these things. Try some of these apps if you want. Uh, cool thing is, is if you're, if you're married or you're in a relationship, you can still be on Bumble Biz or Bumble BFF, you know? So that's great.
that's really all I've got <laughs> written down for what's going on in the world right now, which is really kind of, uh, I'm not going to say lazy, but I just, I don't think there's anything going on in the world that I care to talk about, right, at the moment. Uh, so I'm just going to move on to what's going on in the comedy world. And I don't really have much. I got two bullet points here. You guys are in for a treat because I'm, I'm just not going to have a terribly long podcast. Uh, my one update, the first update in the comedy world is that Keenan Thompson from Saturday Night Live, if you guys remember from several episodes back, I was talking about how he is doing that show, bringing back Keenan and Kel, and apparently they're reviving all that, and apparently Keenan just got some show, was it NBC? NBC that's giving him his own show? I don't know, I, I'm, I'm kind of confused, but he's got several opportunities or shows that he's a part of one that he's is his show now and he's also not leaving saturday night live i think we thought you know if he takes those things or takes one of those that it's a given that he's leaving but they're working with him to you know have him stay and and you know working on the scheduling so he's he's been on snl for six, 16 seasons if i read those facts right and uh and he's sticking around so for the keenan thompson fans out there I'm sure you're excited that he's not leaving Saturday Night Live and you're going to be seeing more of him on TV. So good for him. I would say, uh, you know, he's worked very hard and seems like a, a nice person. I've never met him, but I get the vibe that he just kind of works hard and does the right things. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, it's, a, it's an assumption. You know, I'm just making the assumption based on the vibe that I get, but... Assuming that's right, then I'm I'm very happy for the guy because he seems like he deserves it. You know, <laughs> I, you know, I'm just going with my instincts, guys. At the end of the day, you can only do so much research before you just need to just turn your brain off and say, "Look, I, I'm just gonna go with my gut here." You know what I mean? I'm just going with my gut. I don't know anything about Team Keenan Thompson other than, uh, you know, I, I assume he works hard and he seems like a nice guy, so I'm happy for him, right? I don't know. I my gut is usually right, right? Don't overthink stuff, right? Just just go with your freaking instincts is what I'm trying to say. Uh even when you're voting. <laughs> you know, hey hey uh, Joe Biden, this guy, you know, I like his haircut, you know. Let's let's vote for that guy, you know. Oh, he's a Democrat. Oh, come on, I'm the Democrat. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Um yeah, instincts are you can you can you can trick yourself out of stuff. I think by overthinking it, right? Uh, let me give you an example: dieting and supplements and all these things. Come on, you know what I mean? Do you really need to? Do you need to read three thousand pages of crap about diet trends that are constantly changing? That you ever notice that like? Something that's unhealthy now is healthy six months from now, and then six months later it's unhealthy again. It just goes in cycles. I don't know if it's a, not on a six-month cycle, but it's like, you know, you're just chasing. You're just running around in circles. Just freaking eat what you think. Not what tastes good, but what you, what you think is healthy. <laughs> I don't know if that's good advice, but that's how I live my life. You know, I haven't been an athlete. I don't need trainers to tell me, like what exercises I should be doing. I already know my body. 
I know how it's affected by diet and rest. So I, I manage my entire sleep cycle, uh, exercise output and diet myself based on what I can tell my body needs. Like I, I can tell if it's hung, like if you have a craving for something, your body probably needs that thing. You know, this is my dieting advice. I, I throw the book. Out. I, I don't think I've ever read a single book on diet and I, I had 4% body fat when I was playing football. Uh, and I think that that's, that's pretty good. You know, that, that's my claim to, if you want to hire me to be your personal trainer, I will. I put together a workout plan for myself and can make some modifications for others. If you want to get tra- if you want to get trained and, and workout slash diet advice from a dude that played football and track on the division one level but has never read a single book on dieting <laughs> or exercise, feel free to hire me. Uh, you know, I'm a freelance, uh, I'm not certified. I'm not a certified personal trainer. I've never gotten any kind of a certification, but I am willing to give you some advice if you'd like to know. And you know what? I go off my gut. I go based on my gut instinct. Uh, that's, that's, I guess that's a little scary because I think that's what Donald Trump does. I think he's also, (laughs) I think Donald Trump also goes off of his instincts for everything. Does no research on anything. Just just blurred stuff and shoots from the hip, but yeah, yeah, I try to have, I guess I try to have a balance, you know, all right, let's move on, you guys are fun, you guys are fun, you're not even here, I don't know, I don't know if you're actually um, laughing or not, but I assume, I assume you're giggling to yourself just because I'm confident in my ability to create humor, even though I'm not, like, being hilarious right now, I don't know, maybe some of you do think I'm, I'm just being myself, I, I, I'm not trying to be funny, and I guess sometimes that's when, that's when you create some humor. So uh, the next update is uh, Keenan. Oh, I already did that one. Uh, the next update is Ramp Capital LLC. Do you guys follow them on Twitter? Because I do, and I am excited because this is one of my friends. I'm not going to say who, but one of my friends or f- multiple friends. I'll keep it anonymous, male, female, who knows. But they are behind the Ramp Capital LLC Twitter account. Maybe it's actually me. Maybe I'm the one behind it. Who knows? But the account is at 97,000 followers. Uh, it's been grown organically, and I think you should check them out. It's a stock market. Basically, uh, it's an account for people that follow the stock market or are involved and appreciate the trending, you know, stuff in the world of finance and it's all like a parody like sarcasm account so it's a it's a comedy account based on what's happening in the stock market so it is relevant and it's it's intelligent humor and it gives me a a very uh, excited uh very excited i'm not just gonna say boner that's too easy i guess maybe i'm getting older but I'm excited to see that it's doing well, and it, it is it is pretty cool. So uh, check out Ramp Capital LLC. I guess the actual handle is it's ramp at it's at Ramp Capital LLC. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, it's one of those accounts that is grown 
nobody knows who the um you know who who's behind it right except i do <laughs> and i feel honored for that reason i feel cool as a result of that so i'm just kind of shouting out myself really because uh, because i feel cool all right so that's pretty much all i've got written down in the world of comedy right now i haven't watched any comedy specials lately but like i said before i think people like mike tyson make me laugh harder than yeah <laughs> than most comedians you know I, I was actually thinking about this recently uh this is this is unique and i think this has to do with exactly what i just said Sometimes people try too hard to be funny and it takes away from true humor, right? Like, you see someone... I saw Brad Pitt once be funny, but he wasn't trying to be funny, right? He was just being himself and then, like, did something that was a little bit, like, silly and it, it, it made it a lot funnier. And I think it's because he was grounded from a real perspective, right? When you're always chasing humor, it's almost it, it almost comes off non-centered you're like desperate for the laugh and it can be i don't know you see some comedians that are that are chasing the the laugh too hard and they kind of like i guess it's kind of like that whole twi that when i was talking about chasing social media likes too much like it becomes unattractive to watch somebody like so desperate for that for that laugh you see a lot of comedians that are just like too desperate for the laugh and it like it becomes a little repulsive and it's i was at an open mic tonight and people were kind of like putting themselves down self i think self-deprecating humor is funny from time to time it but just because you put yourself down doesn't make it funny right you gotta like it actually makes me cringe to watch people put themselves down if it's not done in a funny way because uh, i don't like to see someone do that to themselves i don't like to see the point I'm trying to make is is that you can be hilarious without being like self-deprecating, without being like super dirty. Uh, some of the funniest people that I've ever known are the most confident, right? The Greg Bracys out there, who I'm gonna have uh, as a guest on episode 85 to honor. Uh, well, he's doing, I mean, I'm honored to have him on my show. Uh, but I, I'm honoring him as well by, um, you know, inviting him on episode 85 when it comes up here in the next couple episodes. But he, he's been a big influence for me, and I think he's a good example. You guys don't know him, so I – well, some of you do. Some of you do. Uh, but personally, he's just – he's a very confident dude. I guess the best comparisons I can make – to that type of attitude where the confidence is just, it's hilarious. They're not even comedians, but they're they are so funny. Mike Tyson being one. Uh, Michael, uh, Mike Tyson, <laughs> Michael Tyson also. Guys, the people that I'm talking about are Mike Tyson, who's the other guy, Michael Tyson, no. Uh, Michael Irvin is who I was trying to say. And Sterling, or Shannon Sharp. Like, those guys, when I watch, uh, like, those two dudes, Michael Irvin and Shannon Sharp, commentate on ESPN. They don't put themselves down. They're so confident. They're almost cocky, but they're so passionate when they speak that it's hilarious. It is so funny. And I think that that's, that's more natural for me because I come from, like, a background of sports. And I'm kind of just – I was talking about on stage – 
couple months back, I'm just, I'm tired of like, I felt like for a while I was like, I felt like I couldn't like be as cool as I really am so that I could like maybe be more successful in comedy. And I think that's stupid. I'm just going to, I'm going to let, I'm going to just stand up and, and shine my light, son. And, and, and let, let that be kind of the center and grounding of my humor. Uh, because it's really who I am. I, I am a confident dude. I mean, I'm, I'm, Hopefully I'm not cocky. I think I've got swag. Uh, all right, enough about me. Let's 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 talk about something else. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, this is this is the section about me. So I guess I guess I, I am supposed to talk about me. Um, but yeah, it just feels more natural just to just to be cool, you know, just to to sit back and and be chill about it, and not have to put myself down you know there, there's time and a place for it you know I think it's when I talk about like my struggles with girls people find that interesting because for a long time I did struggle with women uh, and every guy does like every dude's a creep at one point so I think that that's kind of cool I put myself down I don't really tell stories about how I was when I was successful like when I self-actualized with women and you know actually like overcame my my difficulties those those really aren't funny. I so when I when I do my stand up lately, I've at least been focusing on the days when I, you know, like was terrible with girls and and those types of scenarios and awkwardness and and, and things. It's not really relevant anymore, but I can relate to any dude that's going through that, you know, and and trying to like, you know, get past that that phase. Um, because I've been there. I think every guy's been there. Uh, yeah, when I when I when I get on stage and I say every dude is a creep and or was a creep at one point in time, so I get some giggles. But like everyone locks in. Like especially every every guy looks at me and you can tell he's like listening very closely <laughs> when I say that. Because <laughs> all of a sudden he's like, yes, this guy knows. <laughs> he knows that I'm a creep. I like this guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, what's going on in my comedy update? So, you know, the improv group I told you guys about, Too Nice, we had a, sh a big show last night. Our biggest show yet, actually, was at The Pit, The Striker, which is the big theater here in New York for The Pit, the People's in Improv Theater. Very cool place. Uh, thank you for everybody who came out to support us last night, Sunday night. Uh, so much fun. It was a combination of sketch and improv and stand-up. I had the honor of closing the show, doing uh, like 20 minutes of stand-up, which was, which was awesome. The crowd was really cool, and it really was a great opportunity for me to not just showcase, but you know, continue to hone the craft and you know, new crowd, new people that have never seen me before. And yeah, it was it was a lot of fun doing the show. The, the cast was very funny. Uh, you know, got a lot of big laughs. Everyone had a good time. You know, audience. Uh, performers and uh, you know it was just it was really cool you know so check us out we're, we got another show coming up June 14th uh, that one's gonna be at the pit loft uh, I don't know what time it is it's on my Instagram account you freaking putts if you're wondering oh, I love you that's a term of endearment I call my girlfriend a putts all the time uh, I call one of my best friends a putts Jimmy Bariolis. Uh he's a freaking putts it means I love him all right uh, I need to start writing a blog, but I just don't have enough time, so that probably won't happen. 
What else do I have written down about my life in comedy? Oh, one bit that I've been working on that I'm having fun with is talking about how when my, growing up, my mom, super nice lady, she's an angel. Her name is Angelita. It means little angel. Uh, and that's exactly what she is. Uh, she's my little angel. And she spoiled me with love. But growing up, I was a little... I was a little terror from time to time. And my mom is a strong person. She's not, you know, she has a, she does have a backbone. And when I would really annoy her as a kid, she would throw shoes at me. I think it's partially a Filipino thing. She'd throw her slippers uh, and stuff. And I have this joke where I talk about how, you know, for a kid it's scary, right? Like obviously I don't think uh, anything bad can happen with a kid getting hit with a slipper, but uh, I do this act out where I said, like, my mom throwing these these shoes at me at high speeds helped train me because I would, like, have to dodge them and stuff. It trained me to, like, become a punt returner someday in high school. I was a punt returner in high school. And I was like, it made me more, more athletic. Like, I, you know, I felt like Neo from The Matrix. And then I start doing this act out where I start bending over backwards as my mom, you know, with the idea or the visual that my mom's throwing shoes at me and I'm, I'm like dodging those bullets from, from the matrix. So that's a fun act out when I, when I like really feel it. I remember the first time I did that and, and I did the, the matrix, you know, move. It just felt cool. I felt, I felt cool. You know, I love the matrix, you know, it was just a double whammy, right? Have you guys seen the matrix? It's one of my favorite movies. I, you know, I love uh, I love Keanu Reeves. Everybody loves Keanu Reeves. There's all this stuff about him in the in the news right now and and online about like all these cool things that he does has done over the years for like zero credit and it's just coming out. You know they say the truth comes out in the end and you know whether that's a good truth or a bad truth, whatever that truth is, uh, it's so cool when someone like Keanu Reeves who probably never did it for the you know for the press or for the, the recognition these things are coming out about, which says even more about him, right? That's why it's so cool. So I think a lot of people are are realizing how awesome Keanu Reeves is. I've always known he's awesome. You can just tell. It's that gut instinct thing. You know, remember, I, told, I don't need to do research to know Keanu Reeves is awesome. I just, I just know he is. And then the research comes along and verifies the fact that I was right, you know. But my gut has always liked Keanu. Anybody that hates on him... You know, saying, oh, he just plays himself in movies. He's one-dimensional as an actor. I don't know what the hell their problem is. Who cares? I like watching him on the big screen. I think he's a better actor than any of the other fools out there that apparently have versatility. I don't know. I, I want to watch more Keanu Reeves movies. Make some John Wick 10. I don't know, you know? So, Keanu Reeves, if you're listening, uh, shout-out to you, dude, for being awesome. And uh, I'd love to be, I'd love to work with you. You know, maybe we could do a flick together. Um, yeah, I, I, I think you're awesome and I genuinely mean that. And yeah, you're one of my favorite actors, dude. Constantine is one of my favorite movies. Every single one of my girlfriends that I've ever had has always put me down for liking Constantine. They're like, that's a... They're like, you would like Constantine. I think Constantine is badass. Shia LaBeouf is in it. Shia LaBeouf, dude, I like him too. I love I love his speech where he's like, just do it. You know, like, do it. Your dreams are out there. Do it. 
<laughs> I saw all these remixes. Uh, I was, like, fascinated by that video recently, and I was watching, like, someone made some remix where he, like, did it with, like, in the movie, like, they did a, a scene from, I think it was The Return of the Jedi with Yoda, where he was training Luke Skywalker, and then, and then Shia LaBeouf was there, like, in the background yelling, do it, you know, as, as Luke's trying to use the Force to lift the, the aircraft. Uh, but nevertheless, yeah, Shia LaBeouf, I think you're cool, dude. Uh, I'd like to be in a flick with you as well if you're listening. Uh, both of you guys, if we could do one together. Hey, how about a Constantine too? I'm down. You know, maybe we could just uh, tear it up together. You know, that was a, that was an awesome flick. I think I think uh, Shia LaBeouf got religious. I don't know. You guys see anything about that? I think Shia LaBeouf got a little. Got a little uh, seed plant in his, in his heart, you know. I, I uh, Google is Shia LaBeouf religious. I think that that's <laughs> that's worth a Google. Am I right? Like that is worth a Google, you know. Hey, do, do you guys think Michael Oldroyd is religious? It's a rhetorical question. Just maybe like answer answer to yourself and then just wonder forever, you know. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, freaking Shia LaBeouf and Keanu. Let's let's do this, guys. Let's make a Constantine too. Uh. Yeah, they think I'm. I think I'm a loser for liking those flicks. My ex girlfriends do. Guess what? I don't care. I I Constantine is awesome. Let's give it up for. Uh... All right, let's move on. Yeah, so updates. I already talked about how my girlfriend gets excited when I'm not around. Uh, I took her to a concert. This is what I, I was going to mention this in the last podcast. I took her to see Passion Pit uh, like two weeks ago or a week and a half ago. You guys like Passion Pit? Uh, I've, I, I thought they're, I've always thought that they're a fun band. The first time I saw them and the last time I saw them before this concert was like seven years ago at Firefly, the Firefly Music Festival in Dover, Delaware. Uh, fun little music festival in the woods. It's like the East Coast version of Coachella. I told my, I said that on the phone once, and my girlfriend like was like, "No, it's not." <laughs> I guess it's from her perspective, in no no type of comparison to Co- to Coachella. But nevertheless, Passion Pit was there, and uh, they sang like two songs, and then the lead singer had to cancel the rest of their part of the show because his voice was he was like losing his voice. So that was really disappointing. You had that fleeting, you know, that fleeting moment there, and finally got to have the full, uh, full-fledged concert here, right on Pier 17. It was on top of this like, like building. So it was like out by the water, exposed on a rooftop. Beautiful night, and you could see the skyscrapers everywhere. I had it on Snapchat. I think you guys. If you follow me on Snapchat, you probably saw some of the updates from that concert, but it was awesome. Uh, really cool stuff to uh, to appreciate that, you know. And uh, the lead singer uh, was was being genuine. I, I could tell that he was really happy to be there. I guess he went through some, some trouble a while back, didn't think he was going to be touring again. I'm um, not exactly sure what he was referring to, but it was, it was a lot of fun, you know, and... You know, it was nice to treat my girl. She cuddled me that night, you know, after I took her to that concert. So, uh, guys, if, if you're wanting to know how to, you know, get through to a chick, uh, 
You know, take her to a concert or something, you know? <laughs> All right. Uh, getting down to the end of the podcast here. This is cool. This is exciting. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a couple updates on the football stuff. I streamed uh, a workout yesterday here on LOL Space, LOL Droid Stories, right? And uh, I kind of hurt my wrist over the last week or so from lifting. So I'm icing that baby up and taking some ibuprofen, trying to nurse that thing as I, you know, get back in shape here. I don't want to have to lose too much time nursing this little, this little pain. But it's, it's, I, I don't know, maybe it's the fact that I'm getting older and I don't know. I don't know what the deal is, but it's not it's, it's not fun having it. It is what it is, though. You can you can watch how I. I think anybody watching that workout might. You know, a younger dude would be like, "Oh, I'm I'm grinding through that." You know, I'm you know I'm not backing down. But that's that's such an immature way to think about it. You gotta you gotta know your body, right? Go with your gut instinct. And thank goodness I stopped when I did yesterday. And didn't try to push through because today the, the wrist is super sore. Uh, anyway, um, that's, I don't know if you guys find that interesting at all. But here's here's something that's interesting. Uh, one of my old teammates, his name is Jamie Vaughn, right? And we played, he was a walk-on at Mizzou with me. And we started the same year, uh, back in 06. And he... <laughs> He tagged me in this post the other day called the 10-Day Football Challenge. You know how they, those posts go around where it's like, remember the ice bucket, the MLS ice bucket challenge, or the ALS ice bucket challenge? Well, this dude, I guess, is starting. I don't know if he somebody tagged him in it or how, how where it came from, but, you know, he tagged me in this post called the 10-Day Football Challenge where I'm supposed to post 10 days, a picture every day of a meaningful memory in football, something that brings up something significant in my days of football. So I'm on day three. I'm actually committing to that. Nobody that I've tagged so far <laughs> has posted anything. I think everyone's like, dude, there's no way I'm, <laughs> I'm doing that. I'm too cool to make posts. Uh, but I did tag uh, Darnell Terrell from my high school who ended up getting a scholarship to Mizzou and then my buddy Caleb Medley, uh, as who you guys know from past podcasts. Uh, and then today I tagged my buddy Scott Ludhauser. Uh, so, you know, Scott and Caleb have both been on this podcast. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if, if anybody that I... I don't think a single person that I tag will commit to it, but, you know, it's fun. It's fun putting po- football pictures out there from from the younger days and, you know, just kind of catapulting those into the universe. Why not, right? So uh, here's something that I forgot to mention last time. I took a trip to Mississippi, actually, a couple weeks ago, and that was really cool, reconnecting with uh, some of those southern roots. You know, I, uh, you know, Walter Payton and Walter Payton went to Jackson State down there, and I believe Jerry Rice grew up in Mississippi. He was a... his dad was a bricklayer. That's where his hands got, you know, kind of like tough to, uh, you know, catch footballs. You know, he was always having to catch bricks growing up. And uh, I forget where Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice went to Mississippi Valley State University, if I'm not mistaken, and that's where the Niners drafted him from. But Rice was my man growing up. I wanted to be the next Jerry Rice. Got to meet him 
you know, got personalized autograph from him. I think I told you guys that story before. He was always humble, super hard worker. He was like the Michael Jordan, you know, or, or Jerry Rice was like the Michael Jordan of football, to me at least, especially in the world of wide receiver. He, I, you know, growing up, I knew, I met Terrell Owens as a kid, and Terrell, you know, Jerry Rice was Terrell Owens' mentor. Did I ever tell you guys the story of Terrell Owens? Uh, I saw him at a Golden State Warriors game, actually, when I was a kid. Me and my best friend, Hurtapal, were there together. Hurde, you know, the Indian, my, my Indian buddy. We're at a Golden State Warriors game, and we're sitting in the seats, and I saw this dude from the other side of the, the, it's now at the Oracle Center or whatever. I was like, that looks like Terrell Owens over there. So we got up and, and like, went to the, like, concessions or whatever, and I saw the guy that looked like Terrell Owens, and I was, like, standing there looking at him from the side. I was like, is that Terrell Owens? All of a sudden, he turned around and jumped out, and he goes, boo, right? So he knew, he saw he saw us there, like, creeping on him or whatever, you know, spying on him, and he, he was playful, you know, enough to, to call us out on it in a funny, a fun way, you know? And I was like, excuse me, I'm sorry to bother you, but are you Terrell Owens? And he said, no. But you could tell it meant yes by the, he had, like, a smile on his face. So... You know, it was pretty funny. He had braces at the time, actually. And I was like, hey, can can I have your autograph? And he's like, yeah, sure. And I was like, oh, awesome. Do you have a pen? He's like, no. <laughs> so so I didn't have a pen, but I did get to meet him, and he was funny to me. So, uh, yeah, he was, he was uh, Jerry Rice's apprentice at one point, but he went off and became a little more – he was a showboat. Jerry Rice was humble – uh, and, and very classy. Jerry Rice was like a Lexus, you know, and, and Terrell Owens was, was like a, you know, a dude with a spoiler on his whip and 26-inch rims and all these things, you know, and uh, definitely a tremendous, tremendous athlete. Uh, I think that the current day Terrell Owens is Odell Beckham Jr., right? Um, so... Interesting stuff. It was cool to be down in Mississippi. I saw, you know, one of the the big high school uh, stadiums. You know, it looked like a little college down there. You know, I don't. Even, I think it seats like twenty thousand people. I mean, it was like Friday Night Lights, literally, Odessa, Texas. Uh, and it was cool too. I've got a, a connection down there. Uh, somebody who plays football down there. So uh, it was cool to reconnect with that. And. Uh, I told you guys a couple of weeks ago when I when I played f- catch with my buddy there who lives in this building with me. He played football at UCLA, and we were talking about he was a wide receiver there, and he told me he's had dinner with Jerry Rice before. So he, pre- he completely won up me on everything I just told you guys about Jerry Rice. Uh, I guess he knows Jerry and his kid kids, and uh, you know through coaches and his family's involved with football. So. You know, that was cool to hear that, you know. He's got that connection. And he, he, he walked on to UCLA and actually got some legitimate playing time. So that was really, really fun. He might join me in my uh, my flag football endeavors here with this team that's uh, getting off the ground, you know. Here in a couple of weeks we're going to have our first game and, you know, going to get my feet wet and see where we go, right? Who knows? Maybe from there, try out for the Giants. Maybe I gotta. Maybe I gotta dip my toes in the water of some semi-pro ball first. I don't know. There's a league starting. 
out here, and there's going to be a New Jersey team. So, I don't know. We'll take it a, a step at a time and just kind of play it out and see how I feel. But speaking of UCLA, uh, did I tell you guys about my friend Irvin? This dude, this dude is my biggest fan. You know, Irvin, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Irvin is the only person who's still listening to this podcast right now. Irvin, what's up, dude? Hey, if you're listening, send me a message. Let me know if you heard this because <laughs> Irvin, you, you hit me up more than my girlfriend, bro. You know, you, you, I appreciate the love. I appreciate the Facebook likes and the comments, you know, um, and the coffee that you sent. I appreciate that. I've been drinking the coffee that you sent, so that's awesome. But, uh, yeah, Irvin, congratulations. You graduated from UCLA last year. Uh, I, see your, I see your updates on Instagram. You're always at UCLA girls' like volleyball games or softball games, so that's cool you're supporting. Maybe you'll be able to snag one of those chicks one of these days, wife her up, have a little baby. Who knows, man? Crazier things have happened, you know? So I guess uh, do I want to end with anything? Uh, You know what? I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. It's 1.53 in the morning. Anything that I have here, I'll, I'll push it off till next time. But I appreciate you guys tuning in, and I hope that uh, I hope you have a good week. We'll try to make this thing more regular. And, uh, yeah, freaking go Blues. And, you know, maybe, maybe by the time that I uh, do another podcast, perhaps the Blues will be world champions. We'll see. I guess we'll see. But signing off as the droid, and uh, have a good week. I don't know. That's that's my best uh, impression of myself. All right. All right, guys. Peace. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny?